0: A why watch that first look? So I am here with the critic, and we are going to be talking about what he's been doing for the last few weeks. Who is I? Who are you? I'm the producer. Oh, oh. You don't realize that already. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, you talking about? I am here. Who are you? Yes, I. <laughs> yeah, I. here. like your Megatron or Zod or something. Or Starscream. I am here. Okay. I am here.
0: Yes, uh, <laughs> the critic. has been uh, enjoying the New York Film Festival.
1: Is that what I said?
0: Yes, you have.
1: <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth. Wait a minute. <laughs> so, what do you want me to talk about?
0: What's What's been going on? How have you been liking it?
1: Well, you know, everybody, the the they call it the press and industry screenings. Mm-hmm. Um, so, thankfully, at Y-Watch that, we actually get accepted into those okay. for some of these festivals. Yeah, isn't that amazing? So, thank you to the New York Film Festival. So, I've been going to that. Um, the ref wasn't able to join me this year. She's on the other coast doing some secretive things. Okay. So... I go in there alone and you know, the press and industry screenings start about a week and a half before the actual festival.
0: Yeah, the actual festival um, just started the 28th of September.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the festival runs for a little over two weeks. Yep. Um, so the press and industry screenings go for a month. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Yes. And it makes sense because you know, we see the things beforehand. You can promote it. You can talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you some of the filmmakers and the cast members come to talk to the press. Uh, they mm-hmm. also, if you are planning or you're interested in going to the actual festival, they do show up at certain screenings um, and talk. So let's talk about what I've seen so far. Then we'll get back to the experience of the festival. How's that sound, producer? Yeah,
0: that sounds good. We want to hear who you saw. Any, any celebrity spottings?
1: Oh, please. Well, yes, in the room, I mean. Now, look, I'm not that kind of person, as you know, I don't care. Like, you're famous, so what, means nothing to me. Now, uh, look, so I plan to see nine films Okay. at the festival, and so far I've seen six of the nine. All right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, and we will, everybody, review each and separately release those reviews at the right times before they're... Uh, release dates. So check that out at whywatchthat.com. dot com. Some of them are up. I believe we released the Florida project. Already.
0: Yes, the Florida project is available at whywatchthat.com, dot com. Yeah, iTunes and all of the other places where we distribute. Oh. I'm being the producer.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, that, yes. I had to be quiet. I wanted to watch that in action. <laughs> <laughs> No, let's just start there. Why not? The Florida Project, this is getting a lot of buzz, Oscar buzz, other awards buzz. It's from Sharon Baker, who directed Tangerine uh, on his iPhone. They shot it, all that stuff, that whole thing. Um, For me, it was fine. I can appreciate the artistry of it, especially. Um, For me, plot-wise, there really wasn't a plot. Okay, if you're going to break that kind of narrative structure, you have to do it in a way that's compelling to me. I didn't really know why I was watching it while I was watching it. Um, I understood it from a... on a macrocosmic level. Mm. So I get the overall theme of it, which is he's always interested in the people who are being overlooked. In this case, it's the people in Kissimmee, Florida, uh, near Walt Disney World. So that kind of thing. But it's about a mother and a young daughter, and they both need help. Let's just put it that way. So that's the Florida Project. Uh, Again, check out... The full review at whywatchthat.com uh now the first thing i saw is a movie called spore and that's s-p-o-o-r hmm. so not r-e s-p-o-o-r and that actually that word means uh, the trail the the prints that animals leave hmm. so that's the trail that's what it's called it's called hmm. a spore
0: fun fact sport
1: there you go hmm. now this is um subtitled okay It did win at the Berlin Film Festival, uh, and Akneeshka Holland, who is the director, has uh, directed a lot of TV shows in the States, actually. Mm -hmm. So I was interested, I know her aesthetic from her TV work. It's dark, it's moody. You know, she directed um, uh, The Killing, some of those episodes. Mm -hmm. So if you know that, that's the kind of thing. And This is about a woman who loves animals. Absolutely loves them. And oh, you know, the, the title
0: Yeah, exactly. Yes.
1: And if you know about animal lovers, the animals to them are just like children. And even evolutionarily, there's a reason behind that. Now, these animals obviously don't have their DNA in them. But outside of that,
0: <laughs>
1: it's almost just like having kids. So she has two dogs. They go missing. She wants to know what happened. And she is a rabble rouser. She goes around reporting people who hunt illegally. Hmm. Now this is out in the woods, in Poland or something like that, I don't know. So, you know, we're out there, she lives in a cabin alone, her neighbor is a ways away, that kind of thing. And she likes to blast her music, and you know, she listens to classical music very loud, because she can, you know, nobody's within sight. She also uh, teaches children. She's picked up that, Hmm. that job. So we see how she clashes with the town, what happened to the dogs and what we're also finding out is hunters are showing up dead Hmm. and every time they show up dead around their bodies is spore Hmm. so So, who are these animals killing them mm -hmm. question mark Hmm. well spore you'd have to find out now I know um, that spore is being entered for the best um, foreign film Oscar category we'll see if it makes it As a nomination, it doesn't have a release date in the states yet, so we'll hold off on the full review until we know exactly when to release it to you.
0: (laughs) Now, my question is: Is she is she a vegan or is she a cannibal?
1: Well, in the movie later on, that's a question that's answered. Hmm, But I'll put it to you this way: She's consistent.
0: Uh (laughs) Okay.
1: All right. Yeah. So that's four. That's the first thing I saw now. Um, I also saw a movie called BPM. Let's stick in the foreign category here. Um, We will release that review when it is close to its release date in the States. Uh, It's a French film. You do have to read subtitles. It's about um, what happened in the early 90s um, in France surrounding the HIV AIDS demonstrations, protests, the struggle of that movement. To get the appropriate drugs, to get recognition, you know, not to be treated like a detritus, essentially. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, uh, this movie, it's long, it's a lot of talking, but it's very passionate. Uh, I will give them that. They're very committed to this. And the director of this directed another movie I saw years back called The Class, another French movie, which is about a teacher in class teaching. So, we see that kind of thing going on. And that was based on the director's, I believe, his real life. Hmm. So this is kind of that same kind of thing. It's almost Um, documentary-like. It's successful, uh, but not completely. I'll say that. So I I will give it a good. It's pretty good. Okay. That's BPM. Um, Now, last flag flight. Last flag flying. Now, why I wanted to see this is because it stars Steve Carell, Brian Cranston, Lawrence Fishburne. Sold. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Amazon will be distributing it along with uh, Lionsgate. Uh, Richard Linklater is the director. Boyhood, um, the before Sunrise, Sunset films, and others. You know I have various opinions about his work. Um, you know, a lot of the critics absolutely love it. I'm not one of them. Uh, I think it's okay. That's really what I think about his work. And I have to say the same thing about Last Flag Flying, unfortunately. Hmm. Uh, I think the cast is strong. Um, however, it, it just watching it, it was kind of like, okay. Like that's how I always feel in his movies. Because the thing is everybody, he uses uh, improvisation a lot. And for me, if you're gonna use improvisation, you better have an excellent edit. Mm. So what I like is if you snag all of the interesting and uh, compelling bits and put that together. What, well, does not he just a, let things just kind of go on? It's it's a taste thing. We just don't agree. Okay. Like, I know he finds it interesting. Okay. I don't find it that interesting. I don't know how many people are going to find this that interesting. Now, the the storyline, it's about uh, three uh War vets, they were in Vietnam together. They come together because Steve Carell's son, something happens to him. So Steve Carell's character brings them all together after decades to deal with this. So what we see is the Vietnam generation, uh, those the guys who went to war there. How does that compare contrast to, uh, this is set, I think, in 2003, so during the Iraq War um those guys in the war then what are the similarities and comparisons that's really what it is and it's a road trip it's a buddy trip film in essence but it has it's not like-hearted mm. that's not the impetus for the road trip so you can see that kind of balance now there was one moment that was great and i knew it was improv that brian cranston and this was a blue moment okay so he was doing some dirty jokes and you could just tell that they were all in it and enjoying it, and they weren't really quite sure where he was going. Mm. Steve Carell was really laughing at Brian Cranston. Like, this was not in the script. He really started laughing. And I wanted more of those kinds of moments. Um, so again, cast is strong, it's not bad. Uh, so I'll give my full review later. I'm about to get into it like it's a yeah. full review, and that's not Snippets. it. Snippets. Now another movie producer that stars uh, some wonderful actors Uh, an interesting collection is the Meyerowitz stories, which the review again will be coming out Yes, Noah Baumbach uh, directed it um, and it stars Dustin Hoffman Emma Thompson Adam Sandler Ben Stiller and Elizabeth Marvel Elizabeth Marvel, if you watch Homeland was the president elect in the previous season so that's her wonderful eclectic cast Okay, you might be going, Adam Sandler? I mean, Ben Stiller, you go, okay, then you go, Adam Sandler. But here's what's going on. This is about a family. The father is Dustin Hoffman. He's an artist who hasn't gotten what he would say is his due, okay? He has a good friend who has gotten his due as an artist. So how does that relationship work out? His children, I'm sorry, Adam Sandler, Ben Stiller, and Elizabeth Marvel, they have their own rifts. Ben Stiller's mother is different from Adam Sandler and Elizabeth Marvel's mother. Okay, they were treated differently, all right. Also, uh, Dustin Hoffman's current partner is played by Emma Thompson, who is just, you know, look everybody, she would be burning sage and composting and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But she does like to cook dishes that no one wants to eat. So you can see where we are, this is a New York film. Now, this is okay. You will get the full review if you want to hear more about that. It is on Netflix, though. That's where it's being released, I think, on October 13th. 13th, yes. There we go. Uh, Moving forward. So (laughs) let's see. Now let's get into, this is the last one I've seen Okay. uh, so far. It's Call Me By Your Name. And this was actually at Sundance when we were there, producer. Uh, But we didn't see it. Okay. But out of Sundance, it got a lot of buzz. Mm -hmm. Now, last year, we had Moonlight coming, giving us the perspective of gay men that we haven't really seen before. This year, Call Me By Your Name does a similar thing in a different way. So, in this case, it's a 17-year-old child, man, whatever you want to call him. He falls in love with a guy in his 20s. Okay. Late 20s? Early 20s? Late. Late, okay. Now, the guy in his 20s is Army Hammer. They okay. don't quite say his age. Okay. But it's Army Hammer. Okay. <laughs> that age, young, <laughs> that's not
0: early 20s. Right.
1: Yeah, and I, it's based on a book. Okay. And I think the age gap is seven years, 17 and 24. But this is set in 1983. They're in Italy. It's very European. And really, you know, listen, hearing the premise, it's harsher than it comes off. When you see the way it's depicted, you really aren't <laughs> jarred by the age difference. And no one's alarmed. yes parents, I won't tell you whether they know or not, but no one's alarmed by anything that's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's 1983 though, everybody. So you can't be open with this. You're not quite sure, okay, I like this guy, but does he like me? How do I get that information? That's the kind of thing they're playing around with and we see how this relationship develops, it's not the way you think it is. I wouldn't even call this a romance. Like the way it plays out, it's very believable. Now they go there, I will say that. There is one scene where you go, please don't do that, and he does. And I okay. won't even, you, you will not know what I'm talking about. You can't <laughs> imagine it. You would just have to see it. But in the movie, if you see it, you I was sitting there going, don't, <laughs> and he did. but even that it could have been worse now I have been exposed to a lot of movies of all kinds of genres so for me what's shocking it's not gonna quite be the same for everybody else so with that said this so far is the best movie I've seen at the New York Film Festival I have to say what I call it great no what I say is as great as moonlight last year was no Um, but it's very good and the director Luca Guadagnino it's almost like he lived through this. That's how it felt watching it. It's like he had the specificity of the moments. Like, because between the two of them, it was like, are they? do they like each other? Are they just friends? Are they horsing around? And then it turns into a romantic moment. Do they really, uh, what do they think? Is this gonna last? Uh, like, the whole time, they don't know, so you don't know.
0: Well, that's, I can't wait to hear the full review of this.
1: Yeah! Yes, so, you know, <laughs> is
0: intriguing.
1: That, that's what it is and we'll get into more of those uh, kinds of specifics in that review. So that's where I am so far. What I'm going to see remaining is Lady Bird, which I'm interested in. We'll come back and just rehash the whole thing with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Wonder Wheel, which is Woody Allen's debut, and Wonderstruck. Huh. Struck. <laughs> <laughs> so that's coming up for me in the next two weeks. Now let's wrap up about the festival, right? Yeah. Well what do you want to know about the festival, producer?
0: What yeah, like, what do you want to I know? I mean give us like a, give us like an immersive experience in words. Like take us <laughs> take us like, <laughs> for, for people okay, who aren't are, are, are as uh, you know fortunate to experience it. Like what you know, walk us through it.
1: Well, you know, the thing about the New York Festival it, New York Film Festival is it's the last major festival <laughs> of the year. So there'll be others, but this is the last big one. So you get a combination of things. On one hand, you get their opinion about some of the most intriguing movies from the previous uh, festivals in this calendar year. So they're going to snatch from Sundance, from Austin. Uh, They're going to snatch from Cannes, from Berlin, from Venice. They're going to snatch from uh, even Toronto. Not all of the great stuff there, but maybe a movie or two here and there from that. In addition, they'll premiere movies like The Meyerowitz Stories, like Wonder Wheel, like Wonderstruck, things like that. Mm -hmm. So you get their opinion of what was happening throughout the film festival circuit of the year and what they see as some of the late entries of movies that we should check out. Now, a lot of this is indie sensibility. Now, they go into Amazon and Netflix territory now. So we're getting more accessible, but you also get less. So if you want to be exposed to um, some art house indie fair that you might not be used to, but you want to see it at a higher level, they're doing a lot of the work for you. So you'll go in going, okay, this is probably some high end stuff. It's not uh, my kind of thing, but I'll see. Maybe this will expose me to something new. Okay. So that's the thing. Also. This is um, in Lincoln Center in New York City. So that's your milieu. <laughs> you know where you are. And it's a great place to watch movies. The venues are all close together. It's not like Sundance where you're going all over the place You get from one place to the next. It's all really within a few blocks of each other, if not on the same block. So you're right there. Uh, the venues are all comfortable, comfortable seating, wonderful viewing. So if you want a nice end-of-the-year fall viewing experience, great. So, you know, I, I for me, I really do like this festival. Um, it's very welcoming. The people are very welcoming, very helpful. Um, so I, I can't emphasize enough that if you are interested in film festivals, I think this is actually, producer, a great one to start with.
0: Okay.
1: If you can get to New York City, that's accessible. Start Here. Um, if you find that you like the festivals, branch out, do a Tribeca, do a Sundance. If you can make it to Toronto, definitely do that. I mean, who doesn't want to go there? And then if you really want to stomp with the big dogs, you can go overseas. Yes, okay. Or if you already are overseas, you know, Cannes, Venice, <laughs> Berlin, they're the major ones. So that's what's going on. Even Austin here, uh, South by Southwest. Southwest yes. Right. So all of that stuff. But, uh, you know, if again, New York is accessible, this is a great place to start, and if you have been going to film festivals, of course you know this is on your calendar already.
0: Right. All right. So there you have it. If um, if you're interested, the New York Film Festival runs until October the fifteenth this year. Yes. So you still have a little, a little under ten days, a little over ten days to uh yes. snag a ticket and check out a couple of, couple of films. And we will be covering the last three films that the critic will be. in the upcoming weeks and for um, more in-depth reviews check out whywatchthat.com yeah Yeah. there you have it that's the New York Film Festival 2017 come back for part 2 when it's available